Hi, and welcome to episode 234 of No Crying in Baseball, the Rhymes with Buck episode. My name is Patty. I'm here with my friend Potty Mouth. Hi, Potty Mouth. Hey there. I'm thinking cluck, shucks. You stop. Stop um, there. Stuck. Stop there. No? All stop right. there. What you got going on there, my friend? We just got back from uh, an opening weekend game, and boy, it was fun. And I'm Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, three days of baseball and we get to the ballpark twice. That's yes. not bad. Technically four days. Technically four days. We went oh, Thursday right. on opening day, and today's Sunday. We're recording on Sunday. So we had two days in between where we just watched it all on TV or various <laughs> screens at various sizes. Yeah, and I'm really looking forward to the weather, like, warming up a little bit. Those were two cold games that we went to at Nats Park. Yeah, blankets and parkas are handy, but not what I think of yes. when I think of baseball. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but yep. they're useful. They're useful. And, you know, I think we need to make the official NCIB packing lists, you know, depending on weather, because we, we've got our items. And personally, I need it. Like, I need to have it down in writing. Yeah, for I sure. get aspects. Yeah, for sure. So um, we should work on that. We've got some uh, rules to talk about in a little bit about um, mm. how to how to function in a ballpark. And I didn't actually put that on there. So we should think about that for sure. Um, I'm going to give right. you a quick a quick little labor rant, as long as we mentioned opening day. <laughs> there were a lot of technical difficulties at Nats Park. I don't know if there were in other places, but um, one that we encountered opening day was that um, some of the kiosks, including our favorite beer kiosk, only allows you to do mobile ordering, which, see, which should be fine if it works. But it wasn't loading and it wasn't loading. So there was a whole situation situation there where we couldn't get beer at yep. all that we liked. But then when we could, the app they use doesn't allow you to add a tip. Every restaurant on the planet that, you know, converted to this, like, you know, you do the QR code and right. get the menu allows you to add a tip. This one doesn't. So here's my labor rant. We like the people who work at the stadium concessions. They are very good to us and it's impossible to tip them through the damn app, fix the app so we can give them the money they deserve because they do great work and they probably have crappy pay. Um, I mean, yeah. I don't ever have cash anymore. I'm like, oh, wow, look, I have $1 bill. That's not enough for the, what I want to tip. Please fix that, Nats Park, and anywhere else that has the situation. Not fair to your workers. Absolutely. Absolutely. I highly endorse that. Speaking of tipping, we have a couple of people tipping us. So thank you very much, our friend Brian Jones, who knows boyfriends. And uh, and thank you to Leah Friedman. So we got two new Patreons. If anybody else wants to join the fun, we're at no crying. Uh, wait, wait, what is it? Patreon.com slash no crying in b-ball and we're gonna start putting more stuff up there I, I have one like a little addition which were our wild card picks i know that's not so exciting but you know it's something we'll put more fun things up there maybe some pictures from today i took a picture with um with the presidents today with two presidents i got george and i got teddy this will teach me to get separated from you before the yes. game starts because i could have been <laughs> in those pictures but no i was in my right. seat with a blanket and not a beer because you know see technical difficulties above yeah, well, I, I think it was because they were standing right across from where they were doing the beer tastings, the Kieran beer, yeah. which I got where I got this lovely pink cherry blossom koozie. So, Oh, seriously? Yeah. You didn't tell me yeah. there were koozies there. I would have gone down to get one of those because, you know, oh. I love me a koozie. All right. Well, you know what? I think we have an, I think we can hook you up. Uh, I love that about you. We, we can hook you up with that koozie. Oh, hey, so speaking of, of that, so it was, you know, the Cherry Blossom like, Day um, mm -hmm. at Nats Park. And so the first pitch was thrown out by the Japanese ambassador who had excellent form. He had a completely pro um, windup through a strike. I'm thinking, you know, you, you get people from baseball countries where they love their baseball and then you get a really good first pitch. So that was kind of exciting. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Yep, yep. All right. Well, what do we got? On today's show, 
You want to know what's yeah. happening on today's show? I yeah, have to tell yeah, you because I wrote so, down a quote, but I totally forgot who said it. So let's go to on today's show. <laughs> Oh, my, my love for potty yep. mouth grew three, <laughs> three sizes today, just like the Grinch's heart. Um, on today's show, we've got opening weekend boyfriend reports. So many things happened to so many guys. Um, we've got a little bit on Pitchcom, a lot on Hit by Pitches. Um, I'm down to my last buck. Um, opening weekend, QR <laughs> fashion and rules. We've got really exciting stuff about women in baseball. We've got international baseball. It's a very cool. And we've got our first weekend report on the, the fantasy boyfriend baseball league standings. Ooh, Doesn't cool. look good for your co-hosts. <laughs> spoiler alert. Yeah. Shocking. Spoiler no alert. one. So, you know, that my my status in the fantasy uh, baseball league, boy, baseball boyfriend league kind of mirrors right now what was happening, what was happening with my my teams actually before this afternoon. So I feel much better now that we saw a winning game with the Nats against New York because I'm really just starting to resent starting <laughs> to resent yeah. the New York teams because I, you know, the two nights of watching the Red Sox Yankees were painful because the Red Sox took the early lead and then. The Yankees caught up and went ahead. And it was a bummer, especially the first game. Actually, I, I broadcasted at school to students. It was the Friday before spring break. <laughs> Nobody wanted to do any work. One o'clock in the afternoon, I have a class full of immigrant students. And I'm like, let's make this a lesson about American culture and baseball. And it was so much fun. Mostly Central American students. My Dominican kid who likes baseball likes and knows baseball was not there. But I think I made a lot of Giants fans by telling them about Mauricio Dubon because most of them are, a good chunk of them are from Honduras. So they were very, very excited about that. What I, I did like about the uh, Red Sox, well, there are definitely things I liked about the Red Sox-Yankees game outside of the Yankees winning. Um, and and th mind you, this is before they play Sunday night baseball. So hopefully you all know about how happy I'm going to be after I see the game tonight. But I did like the Apple TV crew with uh, Chris Young and Melanie Newman and Hannah Kaiser. I, I'm a huge Melanie Newman fan. I just think that she really has a as a calm, clear presence about her, super knowledgeable. And I don't know. I, I think it's a, an improvement anyway over at ESPN. Did you catch so, them? Yeah, I did. My um the thing I didn't like was like ESPN, they didn't talk about what was happening on the damn oh, yeah. field. Right. And that's what I want. I mean, yeah. I I liked their um their ease with each other, their comfort. they they were really fun to listen to, but I had no idea what was happening on huh. the field other than watching it with my eyes because they weren't telling my ears what was going on. And I would like them to actually do play by play. Um, I want to know what's happening. That's, and they weren't, they weren't doing any of that. And that was, that's my biggest problem with watching Sunday night baseball right. and ESPN because they don't do that. It makes me freaking nuts. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. That didn't jump out on me. I'd like to like review because oh. yeah, I didn't, yeah, I didn't, they, it didn't jump out at me. They did not pay attention. They did not. Um, huh. and that was, I think every once in a while, Melanie tried to get everybody back in there, which is why I appreciate yeah. her very much, right, right. but it not, it, it, they, they just kept going down various garden paths. And yeah, I was like, no, 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 please. Who's at bat? I don't know who's yeah. at bat. Please Maybe tell me I just who that is. Soft spot for Chris Young. Oh, well. So. I mean, that's, yeah, that's fine. But you know, I, I gotta say I'm, I'm with you in the sympathy thing because until today, you know, I, I follow three teams very closely and, um, O's not so good for all of their their, their opening series. Um, Guardians yeah. finally won today, but hadn't until today. And then the Nats didn't win until today. So it's like, oh yeah, look at all my teams in the basement, but that's okay. I'm good at this. And it's, 
early yet. <laughs> right. That's like you know, it's like you can't look at at um, batting averages yet until yeah. like you play a whole bunch of games because they're stupid right yeah. now. It's the same thing with standings. It's like okay, this is you know a couple of games. I want it to mean something, but not so not. <laughs> I want yeah. it to mean something if we're winning. I don't want it to mean anything at all if the teams I care about are losing. Yeah. I, I mean, I was super happy to leave Nats Park after a win today, oh but God, I sort yeah. of went in with this attitude, especially because I lost the past couple games of it's not whether you win or lose, it's how you play the game. Like, let's just see something fun because Thursday night when we were at oh Nats Park for opening night, it was fucking freezing oh, and so raining cold. and rain delayed after being officially rain delayed to a certain time. And then it got further delayed. And so, you know, kind of grumpy and then watching them lose was kind of grumpy. But Juan Soto hit a home run and I sort of felt like, you know, you never know what's going to happen. That's the beauty of yes. any baseball game. Even if you're watching, you know, the team with a super shitty record, they might win. You never know. There might be something cool that you're going to see. And so I kind of went in today's game with like, we're going to see something cool. And we we did. We saw cool stuff. Yeah, we for sure did. Um, and I'm going to tell you what that is right now because I don't want to wait. Um, yeah. We saw, we saw um, our, our DH. But if we're going to have I have to have a DH. <laughs> Okay, that ship has sailed. Okay, I don't want a DH, but if I have to have a DH, thank thank you, baby Jesus, that it's Nelson Cruz for the Nationals. And we got yeah. to see him hit his 450th home run, and it was glorious. Yeah. It was glorious. I am so happy to have him on the – and, you know, I, you know that I wasn't pro DH for the National League. I just liked the difference. It wasn't like I didn't want DH for an American League. I just thought it was nice to have two – things that sometimes collided but i gotta say today if we're exactly if we're gonna have a dh like he is the guy and he's such a good guy and he's such a good influence and just you know seeing soto and him and bell in a row is oh heartwarming God. i just think they're nice people you know and where they're all baseball boyfriends <laughs> two of yours one of mine and they look like they're having a damn good time playing mm -hmm. baseball and that's that's a big thing in our um, boyfriend check office right there it's like do you do you like playing this game do you yeah. understand that it's a game and are, are you into it do you want to do you want to do well and have a great time doing it and these guys seem to yeah and so a little bit of what we're doing right now is we're checking up on our baseball boyfriends if you're new to us these are the guys that we've been picking through the off seasons if you want to hear more about them go look at or go look at listen to even better listen to our past <laughs> our past episodes and so these are guys that we've each chosen one per team because there's something cool about them and now we've got a bunch of them on our fantasy baseball boyfriend league that we will hear more about later but one of the guys who i chose this year from the blue jays ended up being an opening night hero teoscar hernandez so the blue jays as you know have not been able to play at home for a couple of years for opening night uh, because of covid situation and not being able to play in toronto and they started off down losing zero to seven like that crowd to have held in there after that really sad opening after not being able to see them for years is pretty amazing but teo hernandez was the hero because he tied it up with a three-run home run in the fifth inning so he he was in into tying it up and then i guess there was like a go ahead and a, and a tie up again but then he scored from the from the first when there was i not shoot i don't know who hit after him but went around from first base and like close call at home and it had to be reviewed and it was decided that he got the home run, the go ahead and yay, yay for the Blue Jays. Oh, and today, actually, my other former Blue Jays boyfriend from last year, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., hit a huge honking home run and hit his personal record at 467 feet. That is crazy. 
Yeah, your boyfriend and my MVP pick. So yay for everybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yay for everybody. So when we talk about boyfriends that are not our boyfriends anymore, they're not our current year boyfriends, we try to say former to indicate right. that they were from previous years. Every once in a while, we will say X because those are guys that have gone on either our pers- our personal or our universal never going to be a boyfriend list because they've done something um, that we will not forgive them for. So um, we try to say former, meaning we parted on good terms. It was just time to say goodbye and right. to move on to, you know, other, other folks. You got to pick somebody new every year. And actually that's a good lead in to this guy, Pedro Severino, because he was my pick in 2020 and he just got a huge honk in suspension for PED. There were four players who got this right before opening day and he suspended for 80 days. So that's yeah. half the season. So the, I'm always really bad with these drugs that clomiphene, I think that's right. So the interesting thing here is he, he's been a player for a long time. He said he's been tested more than a hundred times in his career. He, you know, definitely says that this was an accident as, you know, that's what they all say. It was something that I got in the DR, but his uh, reason for that is interesting. He said that since 2020, he and his wife have been going through fertility treatments because they want to have a baby and that this was part of what was prescribed to him, which I guess I guess kind of squares out with, with the testosterone effect. Um, but I don't, I don't know. Do you believe these guys? I am going to call him a former boyfriend. I'm going to give Pedro Severino the benefit of the doubt. Also, the whole PED argument is I'm not sure if it really deserves breaking off a boyfriend relationship or if it just means like a very healthy conversation. Yeah, um, like we're definitely like fuzzy on the drugs. It depends mm-hmm. what they do. Um, that's, you know, up for discussion. We are not fuzzy at all about domestic abuse. You right. are an ex immediately um, with the PED stuff. It's like it's so hard. Yep. Yeah. And he's got a good story here. I mean, if that really checks out like that, they're really trying to conceive, you know, I don't know. You're home in the off season and you got to be careful what you're getting. So this, unfortunately for me, though, had a domino effect because as I tried to to previously mention, we can only have one guy per team. And so when Pedro Severino, who is not my current pick, mind you, this is my last year's pick, when he got suspended, the Brewers needed a catcher. And they got Victor Caratini from the Padres, which floored me because I purposely picked Caratini because I thought he would stick there because he's Yu Darvish's personal catcher. So I don't get this at all. I don't know how they could let Caratini go. So that means that I cannot have, well, I had to choose. I had to choose between Victor Caratini and Tyrone Taylor, and I need a backup catcher. So keeping Caratini by Tyrone, it's been fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just when you think it's safe and things are settled. Yeah, mm-hmm. this was tough because the, um, you know, all, all of the transactions were frozen during the um, the league imposed, the owner imposed lockout. So a lot of things happened right at the last minute when we had already selected our boyfriends. So there's a little bit of shuffle here at the end that we did not expect. Sigh. Sigh. Hey, so one of my boyfriends, uh, Seth Beer of the Diamondbacks, he's um, DH for the Diamondbacks, um, on, on opening day, Thursday, was also National Beer Day. <laughs> so good. Seth Beer, who hit a walk-off <laughs> three-run home run to beat San Diego four to two. So the Diamondbacks, who are sponsored by Coors, gave free Coors Light to the first 10,000 fans, 21 and up, at the Friday game. So we're all for free beer. 
Yep. You know, if it was us, it'd be better. But that they're their sponsor. What are they going to do? So yay for that. But right. they were talking to Seth Beer, like a radio station interviewed him and said, okay, you know, you've got it. You had to have had beer related promotions <laughs> and things before. And he said when he was at AAA with the Reno Aces, they regularly gave away beer if he had a base hit in the first five innings. Wow. And often when they were the away team in in the minors when uh, the team he was playing on was the away team the home team would give out beer if he struck <laughs> out so that is the right thing to do yeah i appreciate that so lean into the beer related stuff and so i'm going to go from um from adult beverages to adult language as i um, often do as they seem to feed off of each yeah. other, especially where we're concerned. So um, Jazz Chisholm, my Marlins boyfriend, on um, their opening day, which was Friday, had a clutch home run in the ninth, um, was fantastic, you know, was the star, and then was not in the lineup on Saturday, which happens. He's yeah. a lefty hitter. They were facing um, Radon, who's a lefty pitcher. And so he wasn't in it. Well, he was not at all happy about this. So he decided to take to social media to express his um, disappointment in this decision, which I got to say, I'm torn. I mean, he had a homer, you know, he's like earned a spot on this team, but also lefty, lefty. You don't always start the same people, all that. So he took to social media and part of what he did was just retweet a lot of um, other people's comments about why this was a bad choice to have to have him benched on Saturday. But then he also had a few tweets of his own um, that dropped some F-bombs, which I got, I kind of wonder if he's going to, there's going to be some repercussions hmm. for that. Like I totally get him being ticked. Um, but also it's a family show. We're back to that again. <laughs> like, That's I don't a know. Hard one. Like, like, you know, I, I like 90% of me says, yeah, you, you tell it like it is. And then 10% is like, yeah, also role model, um, maybe rein that in a little bit or also allow yourself to be coached when it's really a coaching decision about the lineup. So I'm really torn about this whole thing. And I'm a little bit fascinated by, it. I initially just saw his F-bomb tweet. So I had to kind of go, I was like, why is he saying that? Did he get hacked? <laughs> oh no, no, no. He's really just that angry. He's just that angry. So there you have it. Potty mouth. You've I know. I thought mouth. I had saved it. I'm looking for it. So I can't do a direct quote. That's okay. Sorry you don't need to do a direct quote. Okay. You don't need to. Hey, so Bobby Wood Jr., my pick for oh, uh, my, my so pick good. for rookie of the year, man. I watched this game, most of it. Um, and, you know, again, I am a Guardians fan, Cleveland girl here. Oh, by the way, so I'm drinking another beer with the with the Guardian statue on it. From, Which one? Um, um, so it's, it's again, it's it's the Market Garden Brewery that I went to last week. And this is the Hyper Haze, Hazy IPA. <laughs> and it's very Good. tasty. Um, but I do love that it's got the actual Guardian statue, the Guardians of Traffic statue on the front of it. So there. So anyway, so Bobby Wood Jr. Um, is playing against my Guardians, but... Oh my God, he was so hyped, right? I mean, he's speaking of hyper haze. You know, everybody's like waiting for this guy's call up. He gets it on opening day. You know, his first at bat's not successful. And then at the in the eighth inning, he goes up to bat and the entire stadium is chanting, Bobby, Bobby. Like his family is there. Remember how sad we were, like, you know, during the pandemic when fans couldn't be there and all of these families were like watching on TV or something when their their child, their brother, their 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 boyfriend, whoever was making their debut and they couldn't be there. Well, Bobby had like a whole, you know, whole section of people that he knew, plus the rest of the stadium cheering for him. And he hit a um his very first hit was a go-ahead double at the bottom of the eighth. He um he actually batted in our pal Michael A. Taylor, which also makes Aww. me very happy and warms my heart. But like Zach Granke's like, yeah, we saw that coming. 
you know, oh, and his manager's so like, yeah, you know, we knew like what Mary feels like he was due. It was going to happen. And apparently this guy is just all smiles all the time. And like when he, you know, hit the double, got to second, he looked right into the dugout, like, you know, yeah, That's team. Awesome. you know, we're helping the team. We're working together on this as opposed to, Hey, everybody, look at me. Look what I did. He was like, you know, I'm here with you guys. So oh. that was pretty cool. So I'm, I'm all in for Bobby Wood Jr. I'm happy with that pick. A former boyfriend who's messing with the current boyfriend. I think Joe Bart <laughs> too soon um, for the Giants. I wa- really wanted him to like last year to be his big year. And so I, I picked the other catcher for the oh. Giants, right? For my team. And they started Joey Bart. They started Joey Bart. My guy hasn't played yet. Um, but anyway, he I do love Joey. And so I'm happy yeah. for him. I do, of course, I you know picked him too soon. So I don't get any points for this. But Joey had his first career home run of 415 feet on opening day. So go get him, Joey Bart. Go get him, Joey. I'm really excited for you. Um, another for, former boyfriend, um, Aaron Judge, back in the old days, he was my boyfriend. He turned down a seven-year, $213.5 million extension uh, from the Yankees because he wanted trout money. And this wasn't trout yeah. money. This was more than Mookie money, but it wasn't trout money. Um, and he's going to be a, a free agent at the end of this year. He says, I don't want to negotiate while I'm playing games. So he's like, I'm not. We're done for now. We'll talk when I'm a free agent. Um, so we'll see what happens. Some people are like, that was good money. How are you giving away this good money? And and other people are like, that team is worth bazillions of dollars. Right. They should pay to have you. If not, other people will. It's so weird because I cannot picture Aaron Judge anywhere else. Like, I just have to think that the Yankees are eventually going to cough this up. And the other thing is the weird parallel between the Red Sox and and Xander Bogarts and Rafael Devers because it's a similar situation. And they haven't settled on any extension despite the fact that everybody in the stands saying, pay the men, pay the men. But, you know. how know, they're pretty young guys, right? Like Aaron Judge yeah. is thirty, so they're they're right. offering him like a seven year contract till he's thirty seven years old. Yeah. That's like Nelson Cruz age. That's dog years. I mean, that's really right. late. So I mean, that's part of the reason people are like, you know, buckle down right now, dude, because you get hurt a lot. Get oh, this totally. money guaranteed, right? But yeah, yeah, but so it's interesting to see like all of these guys, like all the fans are like, no, he's who we want. Right. We want we want Devers. We want Judge. We want whoever it is we want. Yeah. We want them now. We, we want Juan Soto. Lock them down. Right. Pay them whatever you can pay them. So your fan base will love you forever because we want these guys on our team for yeah. as long as we can have them. Well, for all of them, it means, you know, doing it this year to have yeah. a really good season and show them, you know, that they want you. That's it. And if you have a really good season, you're going to be worth a lot to other teams too. If you don't have a really good season, you may, I mean, it's, it's a crapshoot. Like, what if you don't, what, what if judge ends up missing half the season with injuries, you know, it's like, okay, well, they're not going to off you that money again. Oh my God. Yep. For sure. So uh, one of the, one of the changes that snuck in on me this year is Pitchcom, (laughs) which is the communication device between the pitcher and the catcher. And it seems to get sort of like a a mixed uh, receiving, right? Different pitchers feel differently about this. And it's a little electronical thing that's in your your hat, right? And it connects to something that's on the catcher's wrist and the catcher presses a button and you get a lovely, I I heard it was like a a soft voice saying, you know, slider or something like that. (laughs) I I picture it like the, the, the woman for the Metro doors, like doors closing. Oh, a slider. So something like that. And and the lovely thing about this too is with, with language issues, it, it also comes in Spanish, Korean, and Japanese. So some pitchers are using it. Some p- pitchers aren't. 
the White Sox pitcher, um, and shit, I'm trying to remember who it was that I was watching the game yesterday. <laughs> he was using it, but it wasn't working. So there yeah. was like a few shots of him taking the thing out. And it looked like he was fucking checking the battery or something. <laughs> like, what's <laughs> going on with this? And, you know, the advantages are, well, you get a really, it's, it's the sign stealing advantage, right? They're afraid of some, especially when somebody's on second somebody stealing the actual sign but the disadvantages are well it's technology and technology glitches and i don't know so i watched a couple games where this was in use and i swear i did not notice at any point a pitcher shaking off huh. a, a pitch suggestion that came in through pitchcom like you see when the, when the catcher's flashing signs like no 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 yes no right. yes no and for this they just seem to like I guess when there's a voice in your head telling you what to do, <laughs> you just do it and yeah. you don't question it. Like, really? <laughs> That's and, and I think some teams also used it situationally. Like they didn't feel a need for it until there was a runner on second because right. the signs, you know, that's when you are in danger of having your sign stolen when the other team's got a runner on second. So, um, I, it does speed up the game a lot because they don't have to go through, um, repeating signs over and yeah. over again. So if it, if they they get it to work, that's great because we were, you were, well, you were complaining today a lot about the, the timing <laughs> of the picture. Yeah. I think you were just oh cold because it didn't seem all that long. It, to it me. was, I bet he was taking fucking forever, but you know, he did well. So I wasn't like really, really the first national to make it, it whining. The first Nats starting pitcher to make it all the way through five full innings. So, um, yeah, so he did. Okay. They just took a little longer than you would have liked. It was so cold. <laughs> right. It was, it so, was cold. so cold. So, uh, Along with talking about pitchers right now, there were a couple of series for opening weekend where there were an enormous number of people getting hit by pitches. The Nats hit a bunch of Mets. The um, the the Cubs and Brewers were just like throwing balls at each other. And both both sets of teams had bench clearing conversations. And it's it's none of it at the beginning. At the Nats and Mets, none of it seemed intentional. Oh, right. And, some no. of the Cubs Brewers stuff, like towards the end, there was like, oh yeah, they're 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 just going to get hit for like retaliation, which is that crap that we don't stand for right. here at No Crying in Baseball. But um, I uh, there's there's questions like, what is it? You know, again, the balls are they like are mm -hmm. there they're different balls, which is why it was happening to some teams and not to others. Or my whole thing is it's the damn absence of sticky stuff. Yeah, it's freezing cold outside, especially where these two sets of games were being played. It's cold right now. There's nothing to hang on to there. Please let them use some sticky stuff. Please approve something right. so they have more control. So these guys aren't getting beaned. I mean, we saw Pete Alonso go down. We saw Francisco Lindor go down right. and it was scary yeah. and they ended up fine, but they got hit. And, and it was like, they might, they probably wouldn't have. Yeah. No, I'm the picture more control. I'm, I'm thinking like I'm picturing the pitchers having to blow in their hands, right? Because it was so fucking cold to so like, but that creates a little bit of moisture. So I'm wondering if that makes it like even extra slippy and, and you don't have anything to, to stick yeah. to. Granky was putting his like throwing hand like under his arm to keep his fingers warm between pitches. I mean, that's how freaking cold it was. Although like, he really? should have worn a shirt. They need well, to. Well, that know, not over his jump. fingers. Yeah, that's true. His that's fingers true. are always just cold. The, the general like body thing. Somebody needs a mom in those locker yeah, rooms to tell these sure. boys when to wear long sleeves. So one of the problems with the Nats Mets stuff was that Buck frickin' Showalter. I'm sorry. <laughs> I would have liked for him to have been re stayed retired. Yeah. 
What can be done now? <laughs> he can be done now. I get why the Mets wanted somebody who knew what the heck he was doing. But Buck is like, he was the first one out of the freaking dugout. I'm like, yep. it was clearly an accident. Would you cool your jets? Nothing bad ended up happening. It was fine. Right. And then think people are getting ejected. And Showalter is just like, you know, waving his arms around and leading everybody out onto the field to cause a problem. And I'm sorry, I, I was just very done with him. And so, and then I realized there was actually another Buck story to tell. So we've got Buck and Buck. We've oh. got multiple Bucks. Um, back to our, back Bucks. But yep, yep. And um, I, if only there were things that Buck uh, rhymed with so I could tell you my my feelings about this in, mm -hmm. in poetry. But Joe Buck, our other favorite Buck, um, is actually moving to Monday Night Football. So he's right. not going to be the World Series play-by-play -play guy anymore. He's being replaced by the um, the Dodgers' Joe Davis, Dodgers broadcaster. But we're still stuck with Smoltz, who doesn't like baseball. So one <laughs> down, one to go. As far as I'm concerned, the, the Buck doesn't stop here. The Buck keeps going. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, I'm, I'm kind of done with the whole bucking bunch of them. They should put Melanie Newman all over the place. She's so good. She sure is. She sure is. I'm all in for that. So it wouldn't be opening week if we didn't take just a moment to reflect a little bit on QHAR and fashion. So QHAR, thank you, Ollie, is quality hair above replacement, which, you know, while we had so many close-ups on Francisco Lindor, he's he showed up this year. I love the baby blue long curls. I I don't know. that That's the QHAR that jumped out. For me, did you notice any QR? Yeah, so um, so Bobby Witt, um, uh, Bobby oh, Witt Jr. Yeah. has some like wavy, wavy dark hair going there, and um, and also uh, um, Kyle Finnegan has sort of like the wavy brown hair, which is not like the long flow that we normally yeah. go for, or the braids or things that we normally go for, or the brightly colored stuff. But it was, it was all right. You know, the little yeah. curls will stick out at the bottom of the helmet just the right way. That was okay by me. That was that was pretty good. So that's Kyle Finnegan, Nats relief pitcher, who did very well today, as did Sean Doolittle with not, not well, he's got the Q hard beard situation. It's he's still yes. got that healthy, healthy look. He beard. had the fashion statement of using the bullpen cart. Yes. That which goes is for very a lot. important. Yep. Oh, it's yep. so good to see him back. And he struck out the side. So that was that was super awesome. Okay, I have a question about that. Is it striking out the side? I mean, he came in in the middle of the inning. So the three oh, right. guys he faced, he struck out. So he struck out all three batters that he saw, but there were already guys on hmm. base. Did he strike out the side, or is that if the only if like the only things that happen are the strikeouts? That's a good question. It's like I, he struck out his side. He struck out the three guys he faced. <laughs> yeah. But is the side is the it's side of those side. Yeah. Like so um the quarter flank uh, or something. Please send potty mouth all of your opinions on this. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'll field I'll field all that that incoming mail. One thing, you know, what I do want your opinions on actually is how high do the socks go? So first of all, like shout out to City Connect socks today from the Nationals that we'll talk about more in a minute. But those were super sharp. So I was super pro guys who had their socks up and the and the accompanying pants to the guys who had full pants. And I did check the stats and it was four to five pants to socks when I checked, but you know, I, I didn't recheck at the end of the game. And to that be fair, the guys the who picture. were wearing the high socks were also wearing pants. Yeah, so yeah. it wasn't like socks <laughs> instead of pants. That would be amusing. Right. Yeah. Okay. Just checking. <laughs> but, but Kike Hernandez, who I just had to mention, even though he hasn't gotten a hit yet, but you know, I'm sure that'll change tonight. He had some amazing defense for the Red Sox. He wears his socks high. It's the past the knee look. And I know like Bo Bichette's done that with Toronto. Hunter Pence, man. Hunter Pence oh. used to do that. Yeah. 
it's I think it's the Red Sox that make it like really jump out. I think I'm better with the Toronto ones, but I'm not so sure. What do you think about sock height? Is there a maximum height for socks? I like the ones that that you know are, are like the the stirrup height. I you know I am mm. I am like I I like I like that. I don't the knee stuff. I think is fun, and I think that's a personality thing. I don't yeah. want to see a whole team of Kikes or Hunter Pences. Right. I love that there's one Kike. I love that there was one Hunter Pence. <laughs> I think that's a hoot and a half. But I don't want to see a whole team of that. Um, yeah. Although I got to say the City Connect, all of the socks were good. It also was with the with the Washington um, City Connect jerseys. It was very sleek with the long pants. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm torn. Right. I like okay. them both. I liked them both. That yeah. And and the other thing is the hoodies. So the in the in the dugout, we saw some snazzy hoodies with white sleeves and the City Connect grades, cherry blossom thing happening. And we cannot find them for sale. And we want to throw our money at these hoodies. And I don't understand why they won't let us. Yeah, I don't know. maybe um maybe they'll they'll cave to peer pressure now that everyone has seen them on mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if if they were watching games and saw all these close-ups of the dagger, like, hey, those are good looking. We should be oh able to God. buy those, please. Please take our money. They took our money for everything else. Yeah, right. It's and like we'd like to not spend so much money on those things, but we would like to spend our money on very specific swag, right. please. Um, the the cherry blossom city connect jerseys and accompanying um related accessories and other shirts and whatnot are apparently the best selling city connect um pattern uh, like style the this the city of, of yeah. washington has the best-selling city connect um swag of any they've released so far because they're just that good yeah well deserved now i wonder what do you think about have you seen this houston astros space city that was just uh announced released right before we started recording pretty much i I, I have not i have not seen those yet um i hope they're good. Um, what I did realize is I'm not a good judge of these because there were a lot of people who didn't like the Washington City Connectors that don't live here or never lived mm-hmm. here. And people who live here love them. So I wonder if, oh, there's other City Connect things that I saw that I'm like, oh, that's not so great because I don't know because I'm not from that place. So I almost right. wonder like, oh, am I allowed? To, I mean, being allowed to judge or not allowed to judge is not going to stop me from judging, right. but it's going to change like, you know, am I doesn't really make sense. Yeah, I would like to know from Houston people what they think. I think that the symbol is super cool. It's like this space thing going around the the Houston, the H star. The and, space uh, thing. It's, it's a space <laughs> thing. It's an orbit. I think it's an orbit. Something's orbiting. But I like, I think, you know, connecting Houston as a space city is kind of a cool thing. And they've got the funky lettering. So I would like to see, hear what everybody else thinks. The, the socks are bright, bright, bright orange on the bottom and kind of a lovely blue with spacey letters on the top so i i think i would encourage houston fans to okay, I, I like the h i'm looking at the h right now okay. that's pretty cool, that's cool I, don't, huh? I don't like the space city across the front of the jersey huh. that that's not doing it for me but the, i like the i like the h logo okay so right, but again we'll that's just me not being from houston not caring for the astros a whole lot making a judgment about things <laughs> that i shouldn't even talk about which is why i so much enjoy having a podcast where i can all right yeah yeah i'll take i'll take the houston folks you can i'll jump on jump around with you guys in support of the space <laughs> um one more thing about opening weekend i'm hoping potty mouth will jump in on this with me um we have kind of very specific things that we think are ballpark rules that don't appear on <laughs> um, any ballpark as their own rules, but there's things that um, we feel are the right things to do. Um, so I'm going to say a couple of them. I want Potty Mouth to jump in if I'm missing anything. Mm-hmm. Um, for one thing, okay, so the national anthem, 
we're not going to require you to stand if you feel strongly that you need to sit it out, which I do. I sit it out, but be respectful. I applaud for it when it's done. I don't talk through it. I don't, you know, you know, just do whatever. I pay attention. I'm just not going to stand. And that's just okay. me, but I'm being respectful. And I, I agree that? with that. So, so my one question, and I think, I think I know the answer is we were in, in beer line at the time today when the anthem was being played and the anthem started as the person was finishing pouring one beer and we needed the other before we could leave. And she stopped pouring beer and turned and was respectful, which I think was the thing, proper thing for her to do. But at that moment, I really wanted my beer and I was not feeling so happy about the anthem being played, but I, I get it. She had to do that. I don't know. I think if you're mid-transaction, you finish your transaction. Huh. I do think so. Okay. I do think right. so. Um, I mean, probably not crack jokes with you while it's going on because other people <laughs> are trying to listen for whatever. Yeah. But um, yeah. So, Give you know, just have, right. it be, have it be your decision and your thing and don't inflict it on other people and don't inflict your opinion on people who are doing whatever they're doing. That's right? important. That's, That's important. important. Um, along those lines, please, can we stop singing God Bless America during the seventh inning stretch? That's not what the stretch is for. People yeah. are, are like standing for that, which is great, but then they're for, they're, there's no time left for taking me out to the ball game, which is the compulsory part. That's yes. where we stand. We put our arms around our neighbors. We sing. We have a great time. We, we celebrate our community of being there at our freaking church of baseball. That's where our church is, mm -hmm. right? And the whole God Bless America and the anthem thing, one of the problems I have with it, the list is long, but one problem is <laughs> the, the nationals, I just heard, have like the second highest number of international players. These songs yeah. aren't for them. They're not about them yet. We're making them stand there with their hands over their hearts as if it's their song. You know, it's not. And please stop inflicting this on people. Be respectful. Yeah. These guys are being respectful because it's the rule. You know, they have to. But can we like do a little separation here? And, and you know, the anthem is never going to go away. That's fine-ish. But God bless America. <laughs> I mean, that's... It's we not didn't necessary. Get, we didn't get, it's not necessary. We didn't get the fun part, enough of the fun part yeah. of the seventh inning stretch, which is what it's for us to get us up and get us dancing so we can then sit through the next couple of innings, right? Yeah. Anyway, and a little bit of aha after with the Nats Park is a bonus. Yeah, but we, that was cut way short because of God yeah. Bless America. So we didn't get to like sing as loudly as we wanted to sing. Um, we encourage rally caps. People don't rally cap enough. We believe we are responsible for the Nets win today. Absolutely. We rally cap just in time for D. Strange Gordon to make an exceptional play at the plate and, and get us going and bring us from behind. Yeah. Um, please be sparing with your boos. For God's sake, don't boo your own team. Don't, I mean... I don't like you booing other people. Like cheer for your guys, leave the other guys alone unless they're doing something egregious. Yeah. Right? Are they are they intentionally throwing pitches at your guys? Okay, you can boo at them. You know, is are there ridiculous calls being made? Are are there like are, are things happening that yeah. are actually bad as opposed to people not playing well or I don't like you because you used to be on my team and now you're not anymore. Um have a little class. You yeah. don't need to boo. Cheer for your guys. Cheer for your team. Show the positive, and that's it. Um, my personal thing, which I don't know if you agree with potty mouth, but like if you go to a game where you don't have a dog in the fight, like where you know you're somewhere else and you go to a ballpark and neither of them are your teams, root for the home team. Yeah. If it doesn't matter, root for the home team. That's it's actually that's happening to me this Tuesday because we're gonna go to the O's to see the Brewers. Ooh. And I have no allegiance to either one. And I actually have a little bit, you know, anti-O from too many experiences watching the Red Sox lose at Camden Yards. But I think in this case, like I, I should be rooting for the O's, I think. Well, you right? should because you'll be with 
me and right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, if it if it doesn't if it doesn't matter to you, what the heck, you know, on honor the home team, mm -hmm. you know, be be yeah. be be part of the crowd, be part of the yeah. crowd. Um, a quick pro tip. Um, I don't know about your ballpark. The um, Nationals Park now has the whole, you got to use a clear bag going in. What I did successfully on opening day um, didn't work for Mr. Potty Mouth today, but that's because you guys were very close to the entrance a second time and they saw you. What right. I did the first on opening day was I took one of those tote bags that folds into itself. So it's super tiny. And I threw it into, you know, a tiny um, a Ziploc bag because it was raining. And so we had all kinds of stuff. And it's, and so I went through with my clear bag. When today I went through with like just handfuls of stuff that I just, you know, walked through with. And then after going through security, you know, flip open the tote bag and you can throw everything in there. Um, and they don't care once you're really in the park. Most of them. So I think there are just some people who don't understand what the rules mean and just like try to get people to abide by the rules without really understanding what it comes from. And, and clearly like you have a clear bag while you go clearly. into the park <laughs> so that they can see what's in it. And then it doesn't fucking matter once you're in the park, it just doesn't matter. And so we had done to Patty's trick today. And then we went back toward the elevator, which was dangerously close to the front entrance. So there was somebody there whose job was to be checking people as they were coming in and she saw us and she took a fit. Like you've got, I'll give you a plastic bag, blah, blah, blah. And we, pulled out our plastic bag and put the, the tote bag in the plastic bag and she was happy. And it was just like, it's the same fucking thing. Like, really? You had, we had to do that. Oh yeah. And along those lines, like I went through with, um, you know, I didn't have a bag today cause it wasn't raining. Thank you. Um, but I had like a hard glasses case in my pocket. And so when I went through, like, they don't have you take things out anymore. They just have you like walk through and keep going, but it buzzed. And I said, Oh, I bet it's this. And so I put, they said, put the glasses case here on the counter and then just go back through. They never opened the glasses case. <laughs> right. I could have had weaponry in there. I mean, I didn't, I had a pair of glasses in there, but right. they never opened that. The important thing was I didn't set off the buzzer. So I think they, you know, we're, we're at the learning level right. here. <laughs> right. Right. And yeah. And we're also like pretty, pretty, you know, uh, the, 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 non, we don't look like we're going to be causing any trouble. Yeah, we're not going to get profiled. You know, <laughs> yeah. we, with our ponytails coming out the back of our baseball caps, we are not right. people that they're going to profile. So there's that. Can't tell you right. I feel great about that, but that's the I truth. The last thing I want to say is, you know, when you sit in the cheap seats, you don't usually have ushers to prevent you from getting in the way when people are watching the game. Please be aware if there's an at-bat going on when you're coming up the ramp and you're about to, like, you get in the way of people's sight lines or have a whole row of people stand up so you can get to your seat in the middle. I understand that has to happen. Please don't do that during an at-bat. There's okay. enough time in between at-bats or in between innings for you to do that where you won't be blocking somebody's view of, say, Juan Soto coming to bat when the bases are loaded, for instance. <laughs> you know, just, just give it an extra second and be kind to your neighbors. It's the nice thing to do. All right. Speaking of doing nice things and, you know, rooting against rooting for teams that you normally want to be rooting against, I'm rooting for the Yankees uh, single A team, the Tampa Tarpons, because they have Rachel Balkovich, who we've been talking about, debuted as the first female manager of a major league baseball affiliated team. And I knew we knew this was coming. We've been talking about her for, for years because she's been so many firsts and strength and conditioning coach. And she's just an amazing, also an amazing follow on, on Instagram. But when I watched the, um, the, the video of her going out to change the pitcher, 
I got teary-eyed. I was just like, oh my God, because that is such a visible what a manager does. And she just, you know, very like, this is my job, went out there and, and got the ball from the pitcher and the next guy came out. And it was just a symbolic thing for me that I just felt like there, there is hope for the future. And, and she's not the only woman who's working in baseball and a lot of change is going to be happening. And what I, what I loved is via the ESPN Instagram that paraphrased her, and she's getting all these questions clearly now about what does it feel to be like the first woman, blah, 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 blah. And one of her answers was, I've heard it all. So in quotations, she's thinking like people are asking her, are you just trying to overdo it because you're a woman? Which is a stupid fucking question. Like, really? She's just doing her job. And so her answer, which I approve of as a potty mouth, was no motherfucker. This is how I am. And they yeah. ble bleeped the fucker part out, but I'm not going to of clearly. So yay. She's a hot shit, badass manager. And she's in the Yankees organization, but I still have to root for her. And talking about women in New York, did you see Kelsey Whitmore has signed as a player? Pitch, she's she's mainly a pitcher but can play the outfield with the Staten Island Ferry Hawks of the Atlantic League, which is a pro league that's affiliated with MLB. So we can't say that she's the first because we've had female professional baseball players before with the All-American Girls Professional Baseball League that was in existence for several years, but it hasn't happened in a while. She's 23 years old and she comes from the U.S. Women's National Team. So this is the whole pipeline thing. You know, the more that you invest in giving women opportunities to play baseball in different ways, the more they're going to achieve and just, you know, open the fucking doors. She also... Uh, played for a couple of indie teams, the Sonoma, Sonoma Stompers, which I believe had a few women playing, actually, yeah. and the Portland Pickles, which are hysterical, these indie leagues. So when she went to college, like so many women, turned to softball because she could, and she's a baseball person, and softball is a different sport, especially for a pitcher. So yeah. for her to be able to switch to softball and excel – so she got to be the, the 2021 Player of the Year for the Big West Conference. She was playing for Cal State Fullerton. So she pitches, she hits. They're thinking that she, they're going to benefit from having the Otani rule that trickles down where the, the um, pitcher can actually bat as a DH if you want. And the manager, I, I went into a big rabbit hole looking at Nelson Figueroa, who is the manager of the Staten Island Ferry Hawks, and his personal experience as a baseball journeyman who's played basically everywhere because his pitching was unique, not throwing the hardest, but very strategic. And, it, and it, there's a lot of parallels between how he played and how she plays and just noticing that. And it doesn't matter about gender. And I just have to throw out there for, for Mr. Pottymouth that Nelson Figueroa, importantly, is the only major league baseball player who came straight from Brandeis University, <laughs> which is where Mr. Pottymouth went. All right. So exciting stuff happening with women in baseball, exciting stuff always happening with baseball around the world today or last night, or I don't know, time is a weird timey-winey thing when you're talking about U.S. and Japan. But in the in the Nippon Professional Baseball League, 20, 20-year-old. 20 now, this is blank, blowing my fucking mind because both of us have 20-year-old children. So it's just bizarre that Roki Sasaki- is 21. Thank you very much. Oh, that's right. Oh, shit. So this guy is younger than your kid. I made it Same. worse, didn't I? Yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> So this kid, so this is the Japanese professional league, like very high, high level, so close to MLB, if not equivalent, 
through a 19-strikeout perfect game for the Chiba Lottie Marines against the Oryx Buffaloes. It was the first perfect game in uh, Japanese baseball in 28 years, and he tied the record for strikeouts in one game. He set the record in the Japanese league for consecutive strikeouts, consecutive 13 strikeouts, 20-year-old. Like, my brain just keeps exploding. Youngest in Japanese baseball history to throw a complete game. He did it on 105 pitches. His fastball maxed out at almost 102. The average fastball that he threw was 99.4. Average? Yeah. This kid debuted last year, and this was his 14th professional game. So I'm hoping this is like the beginning of a huge, bright future. And I think we're going to see him in MLB. Like they're going to be chasing him down. That's crazy. So some someone we haven't been chasing down, but I found from from way in our past in episode eight, episode eight, you chose Chris Davis when he was then with the A's and he was a huge home run hitter at that point um, and sort of faded out since then, he has resurfaced in Mexico in the Liga Mexicana de Baseball with the Diablos Rojos. They are playing the opening day game, which is going to be happening on April 21st against the Toros de Tijuana. And on his team with him are Jumbo Diaz, who's a great guy from Atlanta's de los Cogido from Liram. He's just an amazing, fun relief pitcher but also a relief pitcher that we've been trying to get away with, get, get away with, get away yeah. from uh, very far away from Roberto Asuna, past abuser, but now hanging out in the Mexican league. And then when I was on hold um, with MLB.com because my baseball app, my ballpark, ballpark app wasn't fucking working. I was trying to forge you tickets and I called and I was on hold forever. I spent that time on hold just uh, sort of scrolling through the rosters in the Mexican <laughs> baseball league just to see if I could recognize anybody. And I was disappointed to see about the half the teams don't have their rosters up yet. I mean, they're in spring training right now. They're actually like playing, but they don't have their rosters up yet. April 21st, I'm going to I'm gonna have to wait. But I did find a couple of guys who had been playing in Taiwan in the CPBL, Mitch Lively, who used to be with the brothers. He is in the Mexican league. And he's playing with um, Jeremy Profar, who is a brother of Jerickson Profar. And they're on the Bravos de Leon. And then Esmil Rogers, who used to be with the brothers. And, wait, wait, Mitch. Yeah, Mitch Lively and Esmil were both with the brothers. He's on the, Esmil is on the Sultanes. So watch Mexican baseball. Why not? I know that there is a package and I'm going to have to look that up to see how much it actually costs. So our um, fantasy baseball league finally started um, after, wow, a lot of complicated and stupid (laughs) rules and roster stuff. And you guys are the best for hanging in there. I've been having a great time with all y'all. So we're going to announce on the show the standings as of Sunday morning before the Sunday games happen because we record on Sundays and it's just nice and clean to start the week that way. And surprising no one, last year's champion, Karen's legit team, is in the number one position already and followed by Spicy Susie's Hot Mess Express new player, <laughs> Susie. And then we got a couple of old favorites, um, iZombies for Adults, Bonus Boyfriends, The Leftovers. And then at number six, Braden's team, also a new team, welcome, um, followed by Deborah F. and the kids and another new team, the Hail Mary team at number nine. And guess who that leaves as the bottom two Ouch. of 11? Yeah. Me at 10 and Potty Mouth at 11. And, I, you know, great. Have a good time, everybody. We'll 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 look up to you. We will continue to look up to you. Yep. Or we can also say, you know, uh, it's early. 
Yeah, it, so it is. You out. know, I want to just give a quick shout out to Deborah, like an appreciation because she did something she didn't have to do. She just gave me a heads up on Heliot Ramos. So this is a guy that I didn't put on my team, but I could sub in because he's the guy that I picked. And you can go back and listen to the Giants episode and hear all about this really cool dude. But he got brought up yesterday for the Giants in his first day. He got a hit and a run scored. And then she just texted me that he was two for three today and that I better pick him up or she will. So I have got to get on the rosters fast or I'm going to lose out. We love it when our teams threaten us. So thanks, everybody. Thanks for that. We love it. We love it. Hey, so like, what's happening this week for you? We're going to party like it's 1992 on Tuesday. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's going to be very fun. So I'm on spring break. So that's a good thing. Um, we're going to go to O's on Tuesday and I don't know, I don't know. I don't have. Like, yeah. So I'm the important thing about 1992 though. is the O's rolled back their pricing. They're celebrating the 30th yes. anniversary of Camden Yards, which was in fact in 1992. I actually remember that park opening cause I'm older than dirt. So they rolled back to their 1992 prices. So we're going for almost free, uh, on Tuesday. It's going to be a big fun. And that means we get to put more money toward beer. Which they are not rolling back to 1992 no, prices. That's that's no. a bummer. But they have but that steady Eddie beer is cool. Yeah, sure enough. Sure enough. So yeah, that's it. That's it. I just the last the little quote that I wrote down here was from um our friend uh Glenn, I Zombies for Adults, who was throwing down some some smack saying that the championship belongs to the undead this year because he's <laughs> the, the zombie vote. So I don't know. I think I think it's pretty cool. I'm going to be trying to tweet more about our um, fantasy baseball boyfriend league. So stay tuned for that. If you want to get on the early waiting list for next year, just let us know. And you can let us know on social media in many ways. And also, please just talk to us. Um, we love it when you send us corrections because apparently, yes. <laughs> when we were, I was exhausted and we were drinking and having a great time last week. We made about seven thousand errors, and only two or three of them were noted to us. So thank you for um, for that because we. We adore being corrected, but feel free to send corrections yes. <laughs> and ideas all to Potty Mouth, and she will filter it to me. How can they find you, Potty Mouth? Because I don't want to deal with that. Sure. That's all right. Just <laughs> vent to me. I will filter it. Uh, let's see. You can get us on Twitter, which is NCB, NCI podcast. I'm at the end. You're going to get a correction on that one, too. Yeah. Yes. Corrections department. Please pay attention. NCIB podcast, Facebook, and Instagram are no crying and b-ball. Phew. I got it. Phew. Very nice. I like it. Um, if you are new to the podcast, feel free to go back and check out some old episodes to see what you miss, especially on um, profiling uh, players that you might like or want to learn more about. You can find those for sure. If you can leave us a rating or review, that helps us. If you have friends or family that you think would like to hear us talk about baseball, please let them know about us. Um, as we mentioned at the beginning, we've got this Patreon site because we do have some costs associated with putting on the show. Um, we don't make any money off of this. We'd like to not lose money on this. So again, thank you to our new Patreon subscribers. And we'd love to have you um, join them at patreon.com slash is it no crying and be ball there too. It is. Yep. Awesome. Awesome. Okay, my friends, until next week, fight the man is the right thing to do and say good night, potty mouth. Good night, potty mouth. How are we doing? We can't. I'm fine. I'm ready to go. We can't see our jerseys, though. Why is that? Um, I'm short.